Just a ha-ha. The Padre, do you remember him? Yeah. He's a phony. His name is Mike, and he's a friend of Tommy's. And he had the needle inside the Bible that he was carrying. Is that so? And they hit me right after you left. Now, I know it sounds crazy, but they pulled it off. Oh, they should have known better than to try a wild thing like that. Now, shouldn't they? You don't believe me. This mark on my arm. Now, look. You gotta believe that. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. You showed it to me yesterday. I wasn't here yesterday. Uh Listen to me. That was part of the build-up. Can't you see that? Like the Insanity Act and everything else. Listen to me, you stupid jerk. The rule book says we don't rough up the customers, Jardine. However, in your case, I'm going to make an exception. Please believe me. My name is Heston, Mark Heston. I've got an apartment on Riverdale Avenue in Cleveland. I work for the Ohio Indemnity Company. I... I said I had enough talk. We went through that yesterday, too. Now, wait. One more thing. You picked me up at the warden's office tonight. Do you remember? Tommy wouldn't know what we talked about. About my name first. You asked me why it was Heston, why it was different. Then about Tommy's act. Oh, sure. You You pumped your brother about that stuff while he was here. He told me when he left with the Padre. All right. Put down that chair. Get the warden. Give me that chair. Get the warden. Okay, John Dean. I'll get the warden. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. The warden, I gotta get her out of here. She's going to pieces. Can't you see that? I made that clear to you, Mr. Heston. The main gate's locked until after the execution. Regulations. Can't you protect? Let me go. I can't. Please, Warden. All right, I'll call the gate. Come in. Uh, Warden, can I talk to you for a minute? What is it, Louie? Can't handle Jardine. All right. Excuse me a minute, please. Tommy, shut up. Got a feeling we're not going to make it. You're doing great. We'll be out of here in five minutes. What are they talking about? What's he telling the warden? Can I I go now, warden? I'm afraid you two will have to stay here in the office for a few minutes. I may need you. Well, let's see now. I got off the plane at the airport and took a cab to a bar called the Blue Hour. She said she'd be waiting there for me. Jardine, listen to me. Don't call me Jardine. I'm Mark Heston. There's only a half hour to go, Tommy. This won't do you any good. Warden, please, listen to me. He has been planning this for weeks. The girl, too, and that phony padre. They had it all worked out right down to the pinprick in his arm. Now, please, just let me talk to them. Give me two minutes with them. That's not much to ask, is it? The girl couldn't take it. That's an act. Can't you see that? It's an act. Louie. Yeah, what? Mr. Heston and Miss Cavanaugh are waiting in my office. Bring them down here. Yes. Well, what about Mike? Mike? That phony padre. He left. He said he couldn't do anything more for you. Said it was up to the prison chaplain now. Chaplain? Warden, can't you... Tommy, listen to me. Tommy, Tommy, I'm not Tommy. I'm Mark Heston. Oh. 
continue with the third act of Suspense. We have together ample capacity in freedom to defend freedom. This is NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. The 15 nations comprising the North Atlantic Treaty Organization have reaffirmed their faith in the aims of the United Nations. They have reaffirmed a desire to live in peace with all people, all governments. NATO is a framework within which the member nations can cooperate in every way to achieve peace and freedom for the world in our time. The United States of America is a part of NATO. You should be aware of and alert to the objectives and programs of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. And now... Starring Carl Swenson, Act Three of Five Buck Tip. <laughs> I'm sorry, Carly. I'm sorry. Jackie, I want you to realize what you'll be doing if you keep on lying. You'll be killing. You'll be killing an innocent man just like shooting him with a gun. It's murder. Please, no. And they're going to find out sooner or later. Listen to me. I just told the warden how we met at the Blue Hour. You were wearing that red coat so I could find you, waiting for me in the corner booth. Blue Hour. Yes, you remember that, don't you, Jackie? Uh, the Blue Hour. A bar on North Lake Street. Oh, well. Answer me! Warden, call him. Call the Blue Hour. They'll tell you that I was there. It's my job to give you every reasonable consideration, Tommy. But there are limits. Limits? This is the limit. This is ridiculous. What a... What about the fingerprints? You have his fingerprints here on file, right here in the prison. Why don't you... I remembered then. The blank fingerprint card sticking out from under the Bible. There was a faint smudge of ink on my fingertips. They had thought of everything. I thought it might come to this, Tommy. We stopped at the files on the way down and picked up your card. Give me your hand. Warden, I forgot to tell you something. Give me the ink pad, Louie. Hey, Archie. No, Warden, I... I hope this will settle it once it and for all. It won't settle anything. I looked at Tommy while they took my prints. The corner of his mouth was twitching again. But he didn't dare look me in the eyes. Well, there you are, Jardine. They match perfectly. Well, of course they match. They're my prints on the card. My brother and that phony priest took them while I was unconscious and switched cards in the files. Come on, Louie. Yes, sir. Tommy, it's 20 minutes to 12. Prison chaplain will be here in five minutes if you want him. No, wait! Look, don't you walk out on me. I am Mark Heston, I tell you. There was a switch. Look! Look at him! Can't you see it? You've got the wrong man! The wrong man! There was my last faint hope. And all that was left was the horrible, unbelievable truth. They were going to do it. They were actually going to execute me. The lights dimmed, then brightened, and then dimmed again. 
And from down the corridor behind the door came a faint whine. With 15 minutes to go, they were testing the chair. Fifteen minutes. The prison chaplain came in. I had nothing more to say, nothing anyone would believe, so I told him to go away. Then Louie came back with a couple of assistants and they shaved my head. Eight minutes. Seven. Six. A kind of paralysis took me. I could hardly stand up. I could hardly breathe. Three minutes. The chaplain came back again and more guards. Finally, the door to the block opened and the warden walked toward my cell. The hands on the clock over the door were almost straight up. The time had come. The warden moved slowly through the crowd of witnesses, white-faced and shaken. He took my arm. Come on, Mark. Okay. There's nothing left to... Wait. You called me Mark. Sit down, Mark. Where are my brother and the girl? They're holding them downstairs. There he is, Warden. Name is Willie. Thank you, sir. Oh, uh, Mr. Heston. I know it sounds kind of stupid to say I'm sorry, but... No, no, forget it, Louie. Thanks. Uh, you probably don't remember me, mister, but... Sure, you're the... the... Hat check kid at the blue hour. I was reaching for the phone to call the gate so your brother and the girl could leave when it rang. They were calling about Willie here. He was at the gate trying to get in. Well, Willie, how did you... Uh... I waited till the taxi you took came back. And I asked the driver where you went. Yeah, but why? Well, you left your hat and bag. Well, why did you bring him here? Well, I didn't know what was in the bag. But I knew it must be awful important. You told me not to let you leave without them. Well, I might have let it go, but after all, mister, you left me a five-buck tip. Suspense. In which Carl Swenson starred in William N. Robeson's production of Five-Buck Tip by Harold Swanton. Supporting Mr. Swenson in Five-Buck Tip were Kathy Lewis, Henry Blair, Jack Crucian, Jerome Thor, and Ken Christie. Listen again next week when we return with another tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.